0: That was great. Thank you, choir. And thank you for telling us and reminding us of a great truth. That God meets us in this place. In the reading of the word and in the sacrament, God is present for you, for me, for the forgiveness of our sins. Let's pray. Holy and gracious Father, we thank and praise you that you come down to us, that you meet us, that you grab us, that you put faith into our hearts. That you sustain us when we are weak. We ask, gracious Father, that you would speak to us this morning through your word. Point us to Christ. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Have you ever been deceived, duped, taken advantage of, hoodwinked? Maybe it was from an insurance agent who sold you insurance you did not need. Maybe it's from a stock advisor who convinced you that you needed to buy that commodity because it was gonna pay out and it never did. Maybe it's from a friend or acquaintance who manipulated you. Maybe it's from some African princess who (laughs) sent you the letter saying that if you take my money then everything will be okay. All of us have been deceived. When this happens, we feel foolish. We question ourselves. We even question God. "Lord, why did you allow this to happen?" In our reading from James, James tells us, we hear the words in verse 16, "Do not be deceived." Now James, of course, is not talking about insurance fraud. He says he's writing to Christians. And he's warning them not to be deceived from the devil and the devil's deceit. John knows that the devil is always working and his M.O. is to cause believers to not believe, to question, to doubt God's goodness. And so he's writing to these Christians, not to unbelievers, but to Christians. And he's saying, don't be deceived. The devil wants to rob you of your faith. The devil wants you to think that God is not good. That's what the devil did with Eve way back in the garden. Do you remember what the devil said, Genesis 3? He said to Eve, did God really say you must not eat from any tree in the garden? And Then he went on to say, you will not surely die. God knows that when you eat of it, your eyes will be opened and you'll be like God, knowing good and evil. In other words, Eve, God is holding something back from you. God does not want you to have this good thing. God does not want you to have good and evil. Good, right? God is not good. Trust me, the devil says. Don't trust God and his word. You see how the devil works. He works that same way in our own lives, doesn't he? During times of trials and temptations, the devil wants us to think, That the evil we endure is from the hand of God. That way we can blame God for our troubles. It's God's fault. That's why earlier in chapter 1, James has to say in verse 13, When tempted, no one should say, God is tempting me. For God cannot be tempted by evil, nor does he tempt anyone. But each one is tempted when, by his own evil desire, he is dragged away and enticed. Then after desire has conceived, it gives birth to sin. And sin, when it's full grown, gives birth to death. In other words, God does not tempt us with evil. We bring evil upon ourselves or those around us bring evil upon us. And when evil is upon us, the devil uses that. He uses our sin or our neighbor's sin to cause us to doubt God, to question God, to say, God's not good. And we've all done it. Illness comes, and what do we say? Why, God? A death happens, why, God? We lose a job, why, God? A neighbor takes advantage of us, why, God? You mean God sent the neighbor to take advantage of me? No. But boy, that's what the devil wants you to think. Do not be deceived, James says. Do not question that God is good, because God is good. The devil is the liar. The devil is a liar, Jesus tells us. He's the father of all lies. Now, to help us from not being deceived, James is going to tell us, give us a picture to hold on to of who God really is. And so in verses 17 and 18 of John, uh, James chapter 1, we see a picture of, of who God really is. Listen to these words. Every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of the heavenly lights, who does not change like shifting shadows. He chose to give us birth or life through the word of truth, that we might be a kind of firstfruits. Of all he created. Now each, each word here, each phrase is important. First, it says, God is the giver of every good and perfect gift. Notice what James doesn't say. He doesn't say God is a judge who's saying, Oh, you've done so many good things, so many bad things, I'm gonna give it to you. He doesn't say God is an accountant accountant in heaven adding up the debits and credits of our lives, punishing us if if the the scale slides one way or the other. He doesn't say God is the chemist in in heaven, injecting people with illness in order to make them tough. He doesn't say that. He says God is the giver, and he gives every good and perfect gift. First and foremost... Second, God, who's a giver, is the father of all of heavenly lights. Listen again to verse 17. Every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the father of the heavenly lights, who does not change like shifting shadows. God is the father of all heavenly lights. That should point you way back to Genesis 1. What is the first thing God created? Light! And then he creates the sun, the moon, and the stars. God is the source of light. He's not the source of darkness, of evil. He's the source of light. There's no shadow, James tells us in God. There's no, for all of you Star Wars fans, there's no dark side in the force of God. right? There's, that's not how God works. There's no darkness in him. There's light. There's no shadow in him. There's light. He's the giver of light. He's the giver of truth. Not of deception. Not of deceit. Not of lies. He's the father of light. And this light that he gives is meant to give life to us all. In fact, verse 18 says, He gives us life through the word. Listen to verse 18. God chose to give us birth, to give us life, through the word of truth. Now, what's that word of truth that gives us life? The gospel? Jesus? But the gospel? That we might be a kind of first fruits of all that he created. Go back to Genesis 1. How did God create light in the first place? He spoke it. How does he create faith in us? He speaks it. Faith comes by hearing. James is saying, who is God? God is the source of all light. He is the source of all life. How does he create life in us? He speaks it. He speaks a word that's true, a word that creates, a word that makes believers out of us. Now, the devil, on the other hand, speaks as well. He speaks lies. He speaks deceits. He's always trying to to convince you of, of darkness, that God's not good. And so, in other words, James is saying, Listen, don't be deceived. Listen to what God said. Listen to His truth. Hold on to His word because you can trust His word a lot more than you can trust what the newspapers are saying. A lot more than you can trust what your neighbors are saying. a lot more than you can trust than what your pastor's saying if he's not standing on the word. Because the word is true, because God's spoken it, and it creates in us faith. It's who God is. It's what God does. And then James finally says that we are then, based on who God is, verse 18, he speaks this word of truth that we might be a kind of first fruits of all that he created. Now any of you who know anything about farming or harvesting, you know that that first apple that shows up on the tree, that first peach that shows up, it's the first fruit. It's a good thing. Not that that first apple is, is tastes the very best, that's not what it is. But it's a sign of what? More to come, right? So much more to come. When God says that we are first fruits, He's saying we're the first fruits of a great harvest. A great harvest for more to come in, more to come to faith, but not just more to come to faith. Oh, a harvest for this whole world, a new creation. God is bringing something new. And see, this is what makes us so upset, I think, in so many ways. Because we get upset with this world, how everything's falling apart. God, why won't you fix it now? Why won't you fix it now? God, make it now. Make it all right. Get rid of my neighbor, please. I'm always talking about my neighbors. I, I want them to know Jesus. I really do. And I pray and talk about Jesus. But I know that if they do know Jesus, then I'm going to have to find some other material. So... But right, we want God to make everything new right then, right now. But what's the problem? If he fixed everything in the year 10, or I mean the year 100 A.D. Then we wouldn't be around. I'm glad God didn't fix things last year completely. Why? Because I love my little Brenna. God's slowness, as Peter will tell us is His kindness. Giving more time, more opportunity, for more people to be brought in, for more people to be born, for more baptisms, for more conversions, for more missionaries going out. Ah, oh, we are but the first fruits of a great and glorious harvest. God's slowness is His kindness. You see, what James is telling us to stay. Say, saying, don't be deceived by the devil. God is not the author of darkness. There's no dark side in him. God is the father of light. He gives every good and perfect gift. God is the giver of life. His word creates faith. It brings us a new relationship with God. We are the first fruits of a great and glorious harvest. God is faithful. As that old hymn reminds us, Great is thy faithfulness, O God my Father. There is no shadow of turning with thee. Thou changest not thy compassions, they fail not. As thou hast been, thou forever will be. Great is thy faithfulness. Great is thy faithfulness. Morning by morning, new mercies I see. All I have needed, thy hand hath provided. Great is thy faithfulness. Lord, unto me, unto you. That's what James is saying. But there's still a problem, isn't there? The devil is good at what he does. We know these words to be true. And yet the devil still continues to speak his lies. He says things like this. Where's your proof? That God is good. Oh, talk is cheap. Is God really the light? Are you really his first fruits? I know your sin, the devil says. Are you really the first fruits? How can you know these things? Well, how can we know these things? How can we know that God is good? Nancy, you're saying it. Absolutely. It's Jesus. That's how we know that God is is good. Jesus is the proof. God gave us Jesus, who is the perfect gift. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. God is the Father of Jesus, who is the light of the world. Jesus says, I am the light of the world. He who follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. God creates life through Jesus, who is the Word In the beginning, John 1, was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things came into being through him, and apart from him, nothing came into being that has come into being. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not overcome it. In Jesus, God makes us the first fruits. 1 Corinthians 15. For as in Adam all die, so also in Christ all will be made alive. But each in his own order: Christ the firstfruits; after that, those who are Christ at His coming; then coming the end; then comes the end, when He hands over the kingdom of God to the Father, and when He has abolished all rule and all authority and all power. Jesus then is the proof. That God is good. Circumstances? No way. Wealth comes, wealth goes. Health is good one day, it's bad the next. Our feelings, I always like to say this, our feelings go up and down based often in my own life of what I've eaten. (laughs) If I eat too many jalapenos, boy, my emotions go. But God and his goodness... Never changes. It's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And the proof is Jesus dying on the cross, shed for you. That's his love. He's the gift giver. He's the light of the world. That's what you can trust. And so Reformation, whenever the devil tries to deceive you into thinking that God is withholding something from you, you tell the devil that God has never withheld anything from you. He did not withhold his son from you. Instead, he gave his son for you. So that Christ would give you all good things, all perfect things. His righteousness, His holiness, His life, His peace. Everything for you. You are the first fruits of a great and glorious harvest in eternity with God. So tell the devil to take his lies and deceptions and choke on them. For God is good and Jesus is the proof.